Ah, Hi. yes. Long time no see. You are a dream for <laughs> Okay. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Left Takes on the EU. I'm Marcella Via and this episode is dedicated to the global fight by workers for equality. Recently, Forbes magazine published its annual list of world's billionaires that confirms what we already know. Inequality is growing and it's being fueled by tax dodging, exploitation and union busting. The good news, workers are not sitting back. We want to thank Jeff Bezos for going to space because when he was up there, we were signing people up. Yeah, we were down While Jeff Bezos goes up to space and Amazon workers fight exploitation in Europe and the US, my colleague Jose Gonçalves spoke to MEP Oslem Demiral and Nicola Willumsen about the key challenges facing the workers' movement in 2022 and where the next battles will take place. Hello everyone. Today is May the 1st, International Workers' Day, an opportunity to celebrate the achievements of the labor movement around the world and reflect on the ongoing struggles of workers for social and environmental justice, for a better world. The left in the European Parliament stands with workers and their struggle. If you are watching this video, you might be one of the 95 million Europeans that are at risk of poverty and social exclusion. The UN estimates that over 20 million European workers are living on the edge of poverty. They earn salaries, but their income is not enough to meet rising living costs for food, housing or heating. So, how is it possible to live at risk of poverty and social exclusion in the EU when you have a job? The answer is simple. Inequality. Europeans are more unequal today than they were four decades ago. Between 1980 and 2017, the wealth of the top 1% grew more than twice as fast as the bottom 50%. On top of this, the EU has failed to meet its 2020 target of lifting 20 million citizens out of poverty. Close to 20 million children, representing a quarter of all EU children, are at risk of poverty today. And the COVID-19 pandemic has made things worse for the vast majority of Europeans. Has it been like this for every European? Actually, no. There is a tiny group that is doing rather well. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began, a new billionaire has been created every 26 hours. And the first year of the pandemic alone, Europe's billionaires grew $1 trillion richer. So, while the numbers of working poor grow throughout Europe, the billionaire class is cashing in. And they do it while fueling the climate emergency, dodging taxes and exploiting workers. 20 of the richest billionaires are estimated, on average, to be emitting up to 8,000 times more carbon than the billion poorest people. It's not fair, is it? This extraordinary wealth contrasts starkly with the growing difficulties facing working families. Are these staggering inequalities an accident? Of course not. They've been carefully designed. Workers' exploitation is a pillar of an economic system that puts shareholder value before social rights in pursuit of efficiency and productivity turning workers into tools to achieve profit. Billionaires have used their wealth to exert economic and political power to scuttle legislation protecting workers, to push their arguments in the media, to operate above the law. Many have even funded far-right politicians and the politics of hate. 
Overall, they wield unfettered power over vital sectors of the economy. So much so that governments continue to promote the dogma of privatization, defunding and shrinking our public systems, and enabling massive tax dodging by the elite, starving public coffers of trillions of euros. The rise of the billionaire class is a sign of economic failure. They are a threat to democracy. It is time to abolish billionaires. We need a wealth tax, not just on capital gains, but on the stock holdings of billionaires. We need more ambitious corporate taxation, and we need a serious fight against tax dodging. The trillions raised could go to strengthening public systems, more robust social safety nets, health and education. But the EU is far from this path. EU policies have helped perpetuate this unjust system of inequalities, working hand in hand with big businesses and their billionaire owners, and against the rights and interests of workers and citizens. Workers are paying the price, with low salaries and precarious jobs, helping to normalize the existence of the working poor in society. This is not how things should be. Workers' struggles have given us rights that are now threatened. They are key to defending economic justice. They have led historic revolutions, and the staggering rise in inequalities calls for one in our times. Workers everywhere are already organizing and resisting. They are fighting back. Transnational networks have shown the potential to shift power to claim economic and social justice for all. Initiatives such as Make Amazon Pay are bringing together trade unions and civil society from all over the world to fight labor exploitation, tax dodging, and the harm done to local communities and their environment. Exposing ties between EU governments and economic elites goes hand in hand with mobilizing, organizing, and collective action. The left in the European Parliament stands with workers in the fight for social justice. My name is José Gonsalf. I'm here with two of our MEPs, Oslem Demirel from Germany and Nikolai Willemsen from Denmark. Good afternoon. Oslem, we just watched on the video. Europeans are more unequal today than they were four decades ago. How is this possible? It is the way how capitalism works, I have to say, and it's uh, the neoliberal politics also in the European Union which made workers poorer and riches richer. The gap between poor and riches are growing up all the time and it's like this that we had politics who said, okay, we have to cut the social systems, we have to cut the social care systems, the health systems on the, other, on, on the one hand and on the other side we had the politics that for example uh, all the interests of the companies were um, really politics and on the other side for example when we talk about collective agreements, when we talk about good wages for workers, it was not real politics. So this is the main problem we have and it's a neoliberal politics and including the austerity of the European Union which make the gap between poor and rich uh, bigger. We assume that the job protects from poverty but your recent work as an MEP highlighted a different reality. What is this concept of the working poor? Uh, can you explain? Yes, we have more and more people in the European Union who are working and can't live from the wages they are earning. This is a main problem and the main problem of this is that we don't have, that we have a system which destroyed 
trade unions, collective agreements, especially in the last crisis of the European Union, the so-called Euro crisis, it was like this, that, uh, for example, in Spain and other countries of European Union, they said, okay, destroyed your collective agreement systems, uh, they have not strong in the trade unions, but did the opposite, and the result was that uh, people who are working couldn't live from their uh, wages, and uh, what we are saying as left is that we need good, uh, good wages for all workers. Someone who is working uh, should not be poor. So this is not uh, the real way of uh, economy, how it should work. And so, for example, we are also saying that we need there where we have, for example, minimum wages by law, not in countries we don't have, but in these countries we have, we should have this minimum wages above the official poverty threshold. But it's not the truth in the European Union. For example, in Germany, workers are uh, earning just around 9 euro 50 but this is less than the poverty threshold in germany so they can't pay their rent they can't live uh, really in, in social justice and this is not uh, acceptable for us the the pandemic has shown that how working people uh, keep the society functioning uh, particularly essential workers that are among the most under-recognized they are poorly paid, they are more precarious than the others. I'm thinking about nurses, cleaners, supermarket workers, uh, delivery workers. We couldn't have survived without them. Uh, Nikolai, do you think society, the governments and the EU give these people the recognition they deserve? Clearly not, and it's, it's uh, totally clear that without those essential workers who were in the front line during the pandemic, our societies wouldn't have been functioning and we couldn't have survived. So of course they need a better pay, they need better uh, working conditions because they're clearly not getting that uh, today, even though they are totally essential for, for our, our daily life to function. Yet since the pandemic began, a new billionaire has been created every day. European billionaires grew up uh, grew one trillion richer. Is this normal? It's the new normal, but it's not a fair normal. And, and I think looking at the climate crisis, looking at the social crisis, it's clear that we don't need space tourism. We need to have decent pay, we have to need to have decent working conditions, and we need to create good, secure, green uh, jobs for the future. Oslem, uh, what is the EU, doing to, the EU doing to fight this inequality? The European Parliament recently, recently approved some of your proposals. Yes, it's like this that we are now talking about the question how, for example, platform workers can organize because this is also an issue of new kind of work, but it's not called as dependent workers. So we have to change the systems we are fighting that they can organize, that they can build up trade unions and fight for good wages, for good working conditions. We are fighting also for minimum wages in countries where it exists by law that it's higher, that it's really fair minimum wages and not uh, uh, wages we are, uh, which are not uh, enough for living. So this is also what we are fighting for. And we are also talking about homelessness, about people who are living on the streets because they can't pay rent. So and we have, have a also problem with energy now. People cannot afford to pay their bills either. Yes, sure. Also the energy problem. We have so much problems in the social area. And the European Union is always saying we are in a union of wealth. We are in a union where everybody can live 
are really good, but this is not the truth. We have more and more people who are struggling with poorness, who are struggling to have good education for their children, and we need a social infrastructure. And this is what we are fighting for, also for fair taxes, for example, that mm. companies have to sh uh, sh uh, pay fair taxes so we can build up with this money also a social infrastructure. Uh, but workers are not just sitting and waiting, they are organizing and fighting back. What are the main fighting, fights that you see happening? Uh, I'm thinking, for example, of the movement Make Amazon Pay, uh, but I believe you can know you know other cases maybe in your country. I think we see it all over. We see <coughs> nurses that are standing up to demand that they get the, the pay that they deserve. We have had a nurses strike in in Denmark after the pandemic. Uh, we see that Amazon workers are demanding that Amazon stop mistreating them and pay them uh, what they deserve. And we see also that delivery workers are organizing, coming together, striking, and actually even, uh, as we have seen in Denmark recently, achieving to have a collective uh, agreement. So it's clear that even when you're fighting big multinational companies, if workers stand together and organize, they are a strong force. Our time is almost over. Paid holidays, sick leave, unemployment and social benefits, healthcare. None of these rights will exist without the workers' movement. Today, more than ever, when the far right reorganizes and make a new offensive, we cannot take those for granted. The achievements of the labor movement serve as an inspiration in our fight for a more just society and fair work. Wherever you are, in your country, in your town, get out on the streets and join the celebrations of International Workers' Day. And keep the fight going. Happy May the 1st. Thank you, Jose. You can also watch the video of this debate on our Facebook and YouTube pages. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ciao!